turn with me this morning to the 26th chapter of the book of Isaiah. <clears throat> we went to 25 last week. Just move up one. <clears throat> I thought on things this week. Uh, at this time that Isaiah was writing, uh, people of Israel were taken away into captivity into Babylon. It is said that they hung up their harps on the willows and couldn't sing a song of Zion anymore. And Isaiah has penned another song for them that they might sing, that they might remember the days of old in Zion, that they might be strengthened in that, that they might carry on even in captivity. Certainly this captivity was for their good. It said that all the things that happened unto the Israelite people were for our example. And we ought to take heed to those things. So therefore, we go back to the Old Testament. We, we hear quite often that the Old Testament is not relevant to anything. Now we're in a new era, in a new dispensation. And some people get off into dispensations, and that can get pretty deep subject also and doesn't lead anywhere. <clears throat> but the song that was to be sung was a new song, and we read of a new song even in the very last time when the Lord comes back again. They'll sing a new song again. But song is good. It uh, lifts the heart. He said in the, that day, and that day, by the way, is the day of the Lord. It doesn't matter when it was. It's like today. Today is the day of the Lord. It's the one He's made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. So in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation with God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. These people were jerked up from their land and carried off and Jerusalem was burned. The temple was torn down. All the vessels were taken away. And can you imagine if that happened to you this morning, if they come in here and gathered all of us up, carried us off into a strange land? By the way, there's a parallel there with you and I. We're strangers and pilgrims in this land. We're waiting for the Lord to come and carry us to the new Jerusalem. We're looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. So, He has written them a new song that they might sing even though they were in captivity. And what was it? This is our God. 
It's Him that we've waited for. If we have a strong city, even though they were in captivity, they still were looking for that city. We have a strong city. And its builder and maker is God. He said, Open ye the gates that the righteous nation may come, which keepeth the truth may enter in. Certainly that is righteousness. Truth is righteousness. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high. The lofty city, he layeth it low. He layeth it low even to the ground. He bringeth it even to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, even the foot of the poor and the steps of the needy. Understand, they'll reign. When we sing this new song, they'll be reigning. The way of the just is uprightness. Thou most upright dost weigh the path of the just. Yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, have we waited for thee. This is our God. It's him that we've waited for. The desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. With my soul have I delighted or desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit, within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Let favor be showed to the wicked. Yet, yet will he not learn righteousness. In the land of the uprightness will he deal unjustly. And will he not behold the majesty of the Lord? He just won't do it. You understand? That's just the way man is. That's his very nature. He's always got that nature with him. Talk about mother nature. This is it. That's the way man is. He always falls short of the glory of God. I don't care what you do. Unless the Lord turns a man he'll not be turned and that's what he's saying here you can preach to him from now on but if the Lord doesn't do the work we just sang that in that song a minute ago if the Lord doesn't build a house then it'll not stand he said Lord when thy hand is lifted up they will not see but they shall see. Now there's a little turn there. The Lord is going to make His people see. And be ashamed for their envy at the people. Yea, the fire of thine enemies shall devour them. Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us. For thou also hath wrought all our works in us.
So now we're looking at the Lord doing work. If there's a work to be done, it will be by the Lord. This, we live in a time when we got all this easy believism, and there doesn't seem to be any spirit in it, and sometimes we wonder, like people of Israel that were in captivity, we begin to wonder if there's any time we're going to go back and rebuild the temple and dedicate it again, have a renewing of things and but then we look in the scripture and we see surely that day is coming we're going to sing a new song all because of the Lord in verse 13 he said O Lord our God other lords beside thee have had dominion over us but by thee only will we make mention of thy name. They're dead. They shall not live. They're deceased. They shall not rise. Therefore hast thou visited and destroyed them and made all their memories to perish. And this certainly is a picture of Israel at this time. It looked like they were dead. Surely they were outside of the Lord saving them, pulling them out of the fire, they were dead. Dead people. There's always the living among the dead because of the Lord's grace that He showed upon them. But it's just the bent of man, that's the way He is. He said, O Lord our God, other lords have reigned over us, but... By thee only will we make mention of thy name. How is it that we call upon the name of the Lord? It's certainly only by Him. If He move a man by the Spirit to call, the man will make a move to go to Him. But if the Lord doesn't have grace on him in that fashion, he'll always have the heart to say, he'll go into heaven and bring God down, or he'll go in the deep and bring God up. And that's what's in the heart of man. He will gain righteousness on his own. What they set about to establish their own righteousness. It is in their heart that they'd go and bring God down. Or they'd go down deep and bring him back up. But it's not in man to seek God. It's just, it's beyond man. Sometimes we think that we can explain these things unto man. But there's no explaining it to him if he doesn't have the heart to see it. If he doesn't have the mind to see it. But the mindset of man is always to go the other way. In the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, just a couple of verses we'll go to. In a <clears throat> 10th chapter in verse 23, and said, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not 
in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. O Lord, correct me. Now this is a heart that man needs. Lord, correct me. It's not in me. If you don't do it, Lord, if you don't go with us, we're not going the way of the righteous. There's always that lacking in man. In Proverbs, the 16th chapter then, Another verse. <clears throat> verse 9. He said, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord, but the Lord directeth his steps. A divine sentence is in the lip of the king. His mouth transgresses not in judgment. A just weight and balance of the Lord. All the weights of the bag are his work. There's nothing, nothing that goes on that the Lord isn't completely in control in ruling over it in the thirty third verse, and he said, "The lot is cast into the lap." We have a lot of that nowadays. We go play the lottery. And that's what it kind of what he's talking about here in the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. So the Lord is always leading, guiding His people. Always by chastisement, correction, He keeps them. That's the way we say, this is our God. This is Him that we have waited for. If we're not turned from that, we'll go the way of all men path of the dead in 1 Corinthians the 4th chapter First Corinthians four in verse seven. So or whom maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? But it's all of Lord, and again, that's the way we say, "Blessed be the name of the Lord." This is Him. That's whom we waited for. We still look for Him. We wait on Him this morning. We wait for His Word to come this morning unto us. If we don't, 
find repentance through the Lord, it will not come to us. You know, understand that repentance is not in the heart of man outside of the turning of the Lord. But the Israelite people, in the state that they were in, it looked like they were absolutely dead. There's no hope. They're off in a foreign land. They've hung their harps. They can't sing sing the songs of Zion anymore. And they were full of dead men. But the Lord is gracious. And the promise was always unto Israel. And the Israel today is where the heart of the Lord is. So when we make those comparisons, the Israel of old is not the same as the Israel today, although things have not changed. Salvation comes to man by the same manner as it always did under the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's always the same, but it's all true of God. Man doesn't ever have anything to do with it. We've been taught over and over and over that, well, the Lord has done so much and man needs to do the rest. But there is no rest. All that the Lord has done is sufficient for the salvation of man. And the calling is all of God and not of man. We don't have anything to do with it. Except the Lord build a house. It will not stand. So we look to the Lord to build a house. We have a couple of examples of the Lord's building. In the book of Ezekiel, I think we'll go to the 16th chapter to start with. I guess we'll read here ways. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, Cause Jerusalem to know her abominations. And the same thing would apply to us today. We are the new Jerusalem. So the thing would apply to us, cause us to know our abominations. And say, Thus saith the Lord unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was Amorite and thy mother a Hittite. They were born of whoredom, not of the true lineage. They had gotten off course. And as for thy nativity in the day, thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, Neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. If the navel cord didn't cut, then it bleed to death. 
be left out to die. And that's the way they were. Said none I pitied thee to do any of these things unto thee to have compassion upon thee, but thou wast cast out in the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. And when I passed by thee, it's as if the Lord was traveling through and he just looked and he saw him. And when I passed by thee and I saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, When was then when thou wast in thy blood, live. And you didn't underscore that. Lord come by and it was if they were dead. The navel hadn't been cut, they hadn't been cared for at all and left out in a desert place. But then the Lord come by. As he just looked off to his side and looked out and saw this. And they were dead. We might add to that in trespass and in sin. But the navel hadn't been cut. They hadn't been swaddled at all. And he saw them in their blood and he said, Live. That's the way it always happens, isn't it? When the Lord looks at his people, he said, And live. And we go to a place where we might live. And I've caused thee to multiply. Talking about the Israelite people. They went down into Egypt. Oh, by the way, the handmaids were told to get rid of the male children down there in Egypt. Don't cut the cord. Don't do anything. Let them die. Now, I caused thee to multiply, but even under all the stress that they were under down in Egypt, they continued to multiply. Why was that? Because the Lord said, live. Just that simple. Isn't that simple? Just live. Looking for a new city where we might live. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxen great, and thou art come to the exceeding um, or to the excellent ornaments thy breast are fashioned and thy hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. That's where he found them. When he come by and looked, that's what they were. Naked and bare and hopeless. And when I passed by thee, I looked upon thee, and behold, thy time was a time of love, but he first loved us. And I spread my skirt over thee to cover the nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee, and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. 
he said they were the apple of his eye. They became his. How is that? Just by him passing by and say, live. The simplicity of it. And live. Then washed I thee with water, yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. I clothed thee also with board work, and shod thee with badger skins. Hmm. He putting on them a cloak of righteousness, covering their nakedness. And I girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. And this kind of sounds like the priests when they were getting ready to go in and offer the sacrifices at the temple, and they washed. They needed to be washed and clean and put on linen garments so that they could go in before the Lord clean and offer up the sacrifice. He covered them with silk. I decked thee also with no ornaments, and I put bracelets upon thy hands and chain on thy neck. And I put a jewel on thy forehead and earrings in thine ears, and a beautiful crown upon thy head. Thus wast thou decked with gold and silver, and thy raiment was of fine linen and silk and broidered work, and thou didst eat fine flour and honey and all. And what were the cakes that were offered up? That's what it was. The offering unto the Lord, and thou wast exceeding beautiful, and thou didst prosper in a kingdom, and thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty, for it was perfect through thy, through my comeliness. It was a righteousness of the Lord he clothed them with which I had put upon thee saith the Lord God what was the perfect offering the Lord himself that walked by and said live that's the only way that man ever come to the Lord is for Him to say, live, just simply live. The simplicity that's in Christ Jesus, just live. In the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, another incident really take away all of man's works are righteousness. I 
I guess we'll get, begin in verse 11. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost, and we are cut off for our parts. Now, this is the same situation that they were in in the captivity. All hope was lost. The house of worship had been torn down. No place to go. And the city had been burned to the ground. All the beautiful city had been taken away. No place to go. Where are we going to live? Can't live in that rabbit's mess. So it must be renewed. Our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto the bones, dry bones, dead bones. You can't get any deader than that. Who's he prophesying to? Dead Israel. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. This is where they're going to sing the new song. the songs of Zion. Once again, when the Lord builds the house, which is what we are, a part of that house that's being built. So once again, we'll sing that song. This is our God. It's Him that we've waited for. It's Him that we've come to see. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you. He passed by and said, Live. Put my spirit in you, and ye shall live. That's just the way it happened. The Lord said, Live. And I shall and I shall place you in your own land, then shall ye know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it. So it's the Lord that builds a house. If the Lord doesn't build a house, it's absolutely hopeless. In the 127th Psalm, it's what we sang a while ago. It said, Except the Lord build a house. They labor in vain that build it. 
all this work and hustle and bustle and carrying on that men are doing today to try to build a church outside of the power of God is in vain. Except the Lord build a city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and sit up late and to eat the bread of sorrow, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. He said, and live. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is rewarded. The navel is cut and tied up. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them, and they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. They'll be singing a new song when the Lord builds a house. Back in the dedication of the second second dedication to the temple when it was rebuilt it said they were weeping and weeping and weeping and it almost sounded like it was problem but it wasn't they were weeping for joy we have a house the Lord has built so let us go unto it and live live and worship the Lord our Savior, who passed by and saw you and I and just exclaimed, Now live.